0: I've been accused of like sugarcoating witchcraft and like not every witch is, you know, some happy suburban mom like just out there doing good.
1: Welcome to episode 108 of the I Want to Party with Bob Bobcast. Welcome to episode three ...of the Paranormal Ponderings series of episodes. This episode is part of a continuing series... ...which is all about paranormal and occult related topics. This one is going to cover witchcraft. (laughs) No, not that kind of witchcraft. Not the double-double toil and trouble variety of witchcraft. We're going to be talking about kind of modern day witchcraft... ...with a practitioner of witchcraft... ...and her name is Sharice Williams... And by the way, Double, Double, Toil and Trouble, that's a line from Act 4, Scene 1 of the play Macbeth, written by William Shakespeare. And no, it is not Bubble, Bubble, Toil and Trouble. That's a very common misquote of this very famous line. Double, Double is the witches in Macbeth asking for their potion to be twice as troublesome as it otherwise would be. Yeah, right? Double, Double. There you go. There's a little history for you just right off the bat here. So, Sharice Williams, she's a practitioner of witchcraft, a tarot card reader, and a paranormal investigator, and also many other things. I first met Sharice through Amanda Paulson, Amanda from Pretty and Spooky. Amanda and Sharice did a joint paranormal investigation of a haunted doll whose name was Betty. And that was back in 2020 for one of those ghost story series of episodes. The Betty doll investigation with Amanda and Sharice was very interesting and also fairly terrifying for me, to be honest with you. Charisse apparently did have a pretty rough time with Betty, but that is going to come up in the interview that's coming up for you here real soon. Well, when I was looking into Charisse's background to learn a little bit more about her for that Ghost Stories episode, I saw that she's a practitioner of witchcraft. As with all the other Paranormal Ponderings episodes, instead of me talking about a subject and really getting into it and doing a lot of research on it, I decided it would be better for you and me if I would just go to an expert and talk to them about the subject of the episode, witchcraft in this case. So I went to somebody who practices witchcraft, Sharice Williams. She has a ton of integrity. She conducts paranormal investigations in a very professional manner and one that I respect very much. So here we are with Sharice to talk about the witchcraft aspect of what she does. I do have to say, I am fascinated by witchcraft, and I always have been ever since I was a little kid. Of course, what I saw when I was a little kid were kind of those age-old stereotypes of witches, like the potion-brewing old hag, you know, Grandmama from the Adams Family. You could take any, any cartoon witch, Hagatha from the Groovy Ghoulies is a good example of that. Of course, the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus, those images... They're all kind of negative in some ways towards witches. My thought always, even when I was a little kid, is looking at those characters, those are powerful women, right? You don't mess with them because something very bad could happen to you if you do. And granted, in a couple cases, those are bad or evil characters. Not so much grandma from Adam's family, but the other examples for sure. But what always really struck me was, They're powerful women. They can do things that ordinary people cannot do. They cast spells, make potions. They fly. Who doesn't want to be able to fly? So those stereotypes made me question what really is a witch? I'll tell you what, we're going to find out in this episode. Not that this episode covers all the various forms of witchcraft, not even close. Because to be a witch, to practice witchcraft, that is... A very complex issue that there's more than one definition for the word witch or practicing witchcraft. Definitely. It's a very broad term in some ways. We are going to talk to someone, Charisse, that has years of experience in the form of witchcraft that she practices in the age-old tradition of witchery. I should say, witchcraft goes back a very long time. It's an ancient Practice. It's been around throughout all of human history, all of recorded human history, I should say. And realistically, it probably goes back to pre-recorded history, I would think. Well, I will let Charisse explain what her particular type of practicing witchcraft entails in just a minute. But right now, I'm really thirsty of talking about double-double toil and trouble, magical potions, and a little of this and that. So why don't we do the...
2: Beer of the episode.
1: Yes, the beer of the episode this time is a magical brew that our friends at Plan 9 Alehouse have concocted in their most magical of beer-making cauldrons. This one is the Positive Mental Radness West Coast IPA. This beer is brewed with Simcoe, Centennial, Mandarina, and Bavaria and Citra hops, uh, quite the concoction, I would say. Let's see if this potion of positivity lives up to its name. It's delicious. It is. I haven't turned into a toad yet. So far, so good. That is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bitter near the end, but very smooth as all a Plan 9 IPAs tend to be. Yeah, it does have a little bite at the very, very end. Oh, yeah, but it is very, very good. Well, you can also enjoy this fine beer and many others by visiting Plan 9 Alehouse at 155 East Grand Avenue in Escondido, California. You can reach Plan 9 Alehouse by phone at 760-489-8817 or on the web at plan9alehouse.com. For music in this episode, One band, one song. It's going to come up right in the middle of the interview. Kind of an intermission to that interview. The name of the band is Mother Witch and Dead Water Ghosts. They're from Odessa, Ukraine. Yes, they're from the Ukraine. You can find them on Bandcamp. I will post links on this episode's page of the Bobcast website. I don't know a whole lot about this band. Other than that, the EP that the song you're going to hear is off of came out in 2016 And the name of that song is Grace. It's a really good song. They're kind of a doom metal band. Check them out. They have lots of other awesome songs and records and stuff like that up on Bandcamp. Let's get to it. Let's talk to Sharice Williams all about witchcraft and more. Please stay tuned. Welcome, Sharice Williams, to the I Want to Party with Bob Bobcast.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Of course. Now, what I know about you, you're a practitioner of witchcraft a uh, tarot card reader and paranormal investigator and several other things that we'll talk about too mm-hmm. what i'd like you to kind of to introduce yourself a little bit if you could what about the sharice that i don't know about what's 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 the story of sharice williams here
0: oh my gosh that's a broad
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is a big question the broad <laughs>
0: question. um i <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. I mean, so I was born December 18th. So no, um, no, don't give
1: your birthday. right I, <laughs> now. No, What's your social security um, number? Uh, yeah, for everyone. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> My mother's maiden name is no. Uh, so, I mean, I guess other than the spiritual and witchy and paranormal stuff, I'm a mom. I have two kids. My husband, dog, a cat, live in the suburbs. All right. <laughs> kind of like a... Typical looking life, I guess, but not very typical. Yeah, if I'm not looking for ghosts or reading tarot cards, you can find me out in the woods or in a cemetery.
1: Cool. <laughs> uh, your average suburban me... pastimes, basically, right?
0: Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Conjuring a spirit, you know, sure, reading sure. some cards, sitting <laughs> in the cemetery. <laughs>
1: and, and you live in Ohio, right? And that's your kind of your neck of the woods is Ohio. Yep. Cool. What part of Ohio? What, where do you, around where do you live anyways? Central Ohio. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Dab in the middle. Now you've been studying and practicing witchcraft for over 20 years. What, what led to that? What, what led to your involvement in being a practitioner of witchcraft? What was the interest for you?
0: I think for my whole life, I was kind of witchy. I mean, I was always, From a young age, I was reading about uh, paranormal topics and everything, and I feel like a lot of metaphysical stuff kind of weaved into that. I was raised, one side of the family was Catholic, the other side was Lutheran, so I was raised in the church and kind of had those beliefs, but none of it ever felt right. I'm like, this just isn't how I think of like God or, you know, spirituality and any of that. I mean, I always liked, I'd I'd make potions and stuff in my (laughs) backyard when I was a kid and, you know, doing those kinds of witchy things. I always loved rocks and crystals and, you know, finding bones and feathers. And so I was already like doing these kinds of things. And I had these thoughts of what I thought spirituality or what a connection to a higher power should be. I didn't know that spirituality was such a broad term. Um, I was looking at it through the lens of like religion. So when I was 18, I was at a bookstore and I was actually looking for dream interpretation books. And at the time, the whole metaphysical section was like (laughs) super small. It wasn't huge like it is today. Uh, And so all the like metaphysical things were kind of lumped together. And so next to this dream book happened to be a book on witchcraft. And I was like, what is this devil stuff? But something had me pulled out and I opened up the book. And the first page I flipped it to was a list of what witches are and what witches are not. And my mind was blown. Like I was wow. like, Oh my gosh, like this is what I've always thought like a spiritual connection or a spiritual path should be and I was like, Holy crap, this is it what witches are like? Like shocker religion lied to me like the church (laughs) (laughs) church in hollywood lied (laughs) Um, and so yeah i bought that book and dove right into it and it was just such this feeling of and i've heard other people who have found like the witchcraft practice that it's kind of this feeling of like coming home or like
1: you know awakening i I hate that
0: word it's become so (laughs) you know yoga kale awakening certainly Um, yeah but you know it is kind of that that feeling, the feeling of coming home or waking up to the part of yourself that has been suppressed.
1: Interesting. And what were kind what were some of the things where it said, this is what a witch is. And this is what a witch is not.
0: Um, you know, a lot of it was the typical, like <laughs> witches don't sacrifice children and, you know, witches don't sell their soul to the devil. And like, cra- I mean, those things sound crazy, but those are also things that people legitimately believe. And a lot of people think that all witches are, devil worshipers and you know right. worship Satan and that's not the case at all and so yeah it was just kind of those things that cleared it up and also that you know you don't have to follow a particular religion or structure in order to be a witch so I also really like that part because I don't like being told what to do
1: so certainly yeah yeah I mean if, you, if you're more it sounds like you're kind of more of a spiritual person than mm-hmm. like religious in a lot of ways yeah
0: know? so I actually started with Wicca like the book that I was reading was uh Wiccan based and Wicca is a religion and just in case you don't know or people listening don't know Wicca and witchcraft are not the same thing Wicca is a nature-based religion and it has its own set of guidelines I guess sort of like how there's Christianity but then there's Baptist and Uh, you know, Lutheran and all these different types of Christianity. It's the same with Wiccan. There's like Gardnerian Wiccan, Dianic Wiccan. So different kinds of like sects of Wicca. And you can follow Wicca without being a witch also. So you can be a witch without being Wiccan. So they're two, sometimes they merge, but they're two completely
1: different things. They're actually exclusive Um, of each other in some ways. Yeah. What does it mean in the year 2021 to be a witch? I mean, what, or to be a practitioner of witchcraft, what, is there a, a, like a pretty easy definition for that? Can you say, well, this is something that will make you a witch or not, you know, or a practitioner?
0: Nope, there's not me. <laughs> you can ask a hundred witches, what does it mean to be a witch? And you will get a hundred different answers. Uh-huh. But I think ultimately what it is, is tapping into and harnessing your own inner power, as well as kind of having a connection with you know, nature, the universe and an understanding of the energies within you and without you and a way of working with those energies and kind of also having some personal accountability, I think as well.
1: How does personal accountability work in working with that? Not all witches have personal accountability.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like I feel like a lot of witches before they really need to be doing any spell work, they need to be doing some like personal work on themselves but yeah, it's, it's more, you know, it's, I'm not happy with something, an element of my life, so I'm going to do a spell or something to change my situation rather than just like sitting back and waiting for life to happen for you or, you know, I mean, prayer could technically be a form of spell work, you know, the spoken sure. word is yeah. powerful, but rather than just sitting back and waiting, you know, what's that that quote that <laughs> religious Christians use, like let let be and let God or oh, let
1: go and let God. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, no, like uh, witches are going to be like, okay, yeah, I'll work with God or a higher power, but I'm also going to put in some effort here and you know, I'm sure. going to put in the work and I'm in charge of my life. So I guess I can actually see where the Satanist thing overlaps, you know, like I'm in charge of my life. You're not in control of my life. Versus. Kind of yeah.
1: Right. More of a, it's much more of an individualistic kind of viewpoint. Yeah versus uh, a kind of a group. Well, the let go, let God thing is so, that's a total surrender of the self mm-hmm. in some ways that doesn't feel right to me and never has, you know, that's a side yeah, note. For, exactly.
0: I, it, yeah. I mean, which I can, I can understand people's viewpoints with that Sure. and it is that there is an element, you know, they say when you do spell work, you do your spell work and then you kind of let go. Like you, you did your spell and you let it go and you don't, like, try to control, you know, check in on it every, like, when you're baking a cake, you don't keep opening the oven and looking at it. You trust that the oven is baking it. And so I guess I can kind of get that. You know, you trust that the universe or God or your spirits or whatever is helping to bring your spell into the physical.
1: Like a manifestation, almost, of what you're doing. Yeah. So what, yeah. Is, what is spell work, exactly? I mean, what's involved? It's a That's a big subject, I'm yeah. sure, a Big. there's a lot involved there, right? A lot of different yeah. ways of, of doing that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, definitely, for sure. I mean, a spell can be something as simple as, like I said, just saying an affirmation really could kind of be considered spell work. And that's another thing, too. <laughs> I feel like I keep saying, like, oh, well, it could be this, it could be that. But it is kind of it's personalized, you know. Some witches will say saying affirmations or saying prayers is not a spell that you need to have, like, steps, you know, A, B, C and put these things together to do a spell. Other people will say it could just be visualization and that right there is spell work. I think really spell work can be as simple or as elaborate as you want. There are some spells where you need to do an entire ritual and you need to, you know, step by step follow this ritual precisely on the precise moon phase. I don't operate that way because I am too lazy (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I'm more just like impromptu, you know, simple, but powerful. But yeah, I mean, flower can really be anything it can be. I think it's more just about, again, like connecting with different energies and how are you going to use that energy? Are you going to use the energy of your mind and that's it to create what you're trying to, the change you're trying to create? Or are you going to use, you know, candles and herbs and crystals and make an offering and all of these things? And I think they each kind of serve their different purpose.
1: And it's all seems like it's also very tailored to an individual way of doing things. The way that Mm -hmm. you you definitely alluded to that with what you're saying before, you know? So Mm -hmm. that's great. That's really interesting. Kind of going back to what we were talking about a little bit ago, as far as the stereotypes of being a witch or a practitioner Uh witchcraft, do you think that's something that persists? Like what if, Yeah. what do you think people say, or have you had that happen to you where you've met someone oh, what do you like? What are you into? Well, I practice witchcraft. You what? Like, has that ever happened to you? Well,
0: that's funny. I actually, I, that hasn't really come up like in person to person conversation, like daily conversation. I feel like if somebody asked me, I'm not going to lie about it, but it's not something, you know, when somebody meets me, oh, what do you do? I do say I'm a tarot reader, but I don't usually say I'm a tarot reader and I'm a witch and. Because I think it's kind of one of those, you know, when you meet somebody, hi, I'm, you know, I'm Sharice, I'm a Christian, like people don't usually introduce themselves that way, so it doesn't really come up, I mean, obviously I share about it online, so anybody who sees me online can (laughs) see what I, what I do and my beliefs, but yeah, I mean, like my mom, she's supportive and she... Knows I'm not doing anything nefarious, but she's one of those that's like, "What is this witchcraft stuff? Like, what? <laughs> what is this?" And even my husband, God love him, he's supportive too. We're completely different human beings. He's very grounded and practical, and I'm very like out in space. But he's like, "Do you really believe this stuff?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah." He's like, "Okay,
1: good, like, so, cool. Well, that's great." I yeah. mean,
0: luckily, I haven't really had anybody like, "Oh my god." You know, like I'll pray pray for you. I'll pray
1: for you, yeah, Yeah. or whatever. I have
0: strangers on the internet telling me they'll pray for me, and I'm like, thanks. I mean, I pray for myself too. But hey, you know, if you want to send me some (laughs) some good positive energy,
1: energy, take it. Yeah, why not? Right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you think that those kind of those those images from entertainment and the media and stuff we get bombarded with constantly, Mm -hmm. of which is, do you think that? negatively affects people's perception of people who practice witchcraft you know the 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 cackling old woman on a broom flying around and
2: you have a movie like
1: like the witch or the vavich or whatever Uh that shows a witch at the very Mm -hmm. beginning of the movie killing a baby right and then i'm sure somebody somewhere is is watching that going is that what witches do that kind of thing yeah
0: i mean i'm I've been accused of like sugarcoating witchcraft and like not every witch is, you know, some happy suburban mom like just out there doing good. But I'm like, I've never said that. Like, yeah, there are some people who call themselves witches who do some dark shit out there. Like, sure, I'm sure. not putting that, you know, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but yeah people really aren't doing that kind of thing. And I think, unfortunately, there are a lot of people that don't know how to separate entertainment from reality. And, I mean, there's a whole long history, too, of witches and the image of witches and patriarchy and, you know, (laughs) harm against women and stuff. And so there's that whole element to it. And I think that a lot of that still kind of persists today as well. So, yeah, I think Hollywood kind of. Can be
1: damaging a little bit. It can, sure. And that, that kind of leads mm-hmm. straight up to the next question, really, is you mentioned when you're when you're younger, coming from a fairly religious household or whatever you, mm-hmm. know, you had a Catholic parent and a Lutheran parent. I noticed something you posted on Instagram around Easter, where you said you had your roots in Christianity, but you had mm-hmm. you also more or less practiced or had a pagan belief system, but you talked to your kids about both. And I thought that was really cool. I thought, wow, that's Mm -hmm. great because you're not, you're not force feeding them anything. You're saying, well, the, was it like this, these are the stories that about Easter. This, I want you to hear kind of every angle of what could Mm -hmm. possibly be out there.
0: Pretty much their whole lives. I've I've shared that, you know, um, (laughs) in the car going to my grandma's house, for example, on Easter, we would discuss. Because my grandma would always say, you know, and why do we celebrate today? And <laughs> uh-huh. my kids would need to know that answer. But, yeah, I mean, I would share, you know, here's what some people believe. They, you know, read this book called the Bible, and these, this is the story in there, and this is what they believe. And then I would also share how, uh, you know, the pagan beliefs and how the rebirth of the sun, you know, Jesus rising, and the sun, that literal sun, Rising and coming back, you know, full strength, the days are getting longer and just how they all kind of can sort of intertwine with each other and how, how there's similarities and there's differences as well.
1: As far as the, the Christian church mm-hmm. and practitioners of witchcraft, and this again, it's something we kind of talked about a second ago too. They have not always had a very good relationship in some ways.
0: <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs>
1: 1692 in Salem is a great yes. example of that. Uh, not a good time to be. Not always the
0: best of Not friends. a good time. You know,
1: honestly, not a good time to be a woman in that city. And that's ridiculous. Oh, it's, my gosh. It's horrific. No. Horrific. Yeah. What do you think when you think about, and kind of my whole point of that question is when you're talking to your kids or anybody really about that about Christianity and kind of your belief system, does Mm -hmm. that ever get in your head and you think, well, maybe I should just, you know, cut out the Christian stuff, or does that affect your vision of what it is to be Christian or have faith in Christianity or anything like that? Or is is it like water under the bridge too, you know?
0: No, I still think it's ridiculous because there's still so much damage that's caused today in the name of God and Jesus and Christianity. There's still so much hate and, silence. So it's definitely I don't think water under the bridge. But I don't necessarily sugarcoat things with my kids and I we talk about these things and you know that this was wrong and do you see why this was wrong or you know, I try to teach them about it's always funny when people are like, Oh, I'll pray to Jesus for you. I'm like, Jesus and I are tight. Like I pray to Jesus myself because the Jesus that I've learned about outside of the church he was this peace loving, like he'd be okay. I think if I sat down with Jesus in a physical form right now, like he would not have a problem with what I'm doing because I am trying to better my life and better my children's lives and, you know, kind of put some good out to the world. And I don't think that he would care that I call myself a witch, but so we just kind of, I talk about that with my kids as well as kind of, I guess, more just trying to separate God from church because church is this man-made literal man-made construct and I think that it's really sad I think that a lot of people what whether you want to call it you know spirit universe God source energy whatever I think it's kind of sad that the church has such this negative stain on humanity that so many people are able to separate God from the church or you know a spiritual connection from the church and so I think that there are a lot of people that are kind of spiritually void because, I mean, myself as well, until I started reading about it, I didn't know that you can separate a spiritual connection from the church. I thought that in order to have a connection to this higher power, you had to go through this avenue of the church. And <laughs> I feel like I kind of like went way off of what you're No, no, was. that's
1: fine. No, no, no. That's that <laughs> gra- That's actually leads directly into what I was going to ask next. Anyways, that's okay. perfect. So that's amazing that you said that, that because that literally was the question Mm-hmm. that they can be compatible belief systems you take mm-hmm. especially if you take god out of the church the man-made part and just the yeah. spiritual side of it anything can get along in a lot of ways it seems like you yeah know, in yeah. that respect so Are some practical everyday uses for witchcraft for practicing witchcraft what's a what's a good example of something that maybe you do as a practitioner on a very regular basis
0: something simple every day is stirring my coffee when i'm making my coffee i stir it in a clockwise direction and usually just say some sort of like blessing like you know i'm putting good energy and good intentions into, into today I also love using crystals and essential oils and affirmations and visualizations. So which some people may be like, that's not witchcraft, but I think it is. Cause again, I'm harnessing the energies of the oils and the crystals and I'm putting them together with my own energy and intent and just say, lately it's been for a lot of like calming because people have been driving me crazy lately. So it's been a lot of sure. like, like I am calm I am you know to keep my own energy in check so that accountability aspect like so I don't lash out at people for being morons (laughs) me calling back my energy and being accountable for my own energy so just simple things like that or I like to my body lotion so this is for anybody who's working on like self-love or anything I like to infuse my body lotion with like loving energy so sometimes I'll just encircle it with a bunch of like rose quartz crystals or something um, and do some other things. Or even just, you can hold your hands on your bottle of lotion and just infuse it with like loving, healthy energy. And then every time you're using your lotion, you're literally rubbing that energy over yourself. So three ways that I incorporate witchcraft every day.
1: And do a so. daily practice. Very cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now what about, I want to talk to you about tarot a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a tricky question. How does tarot work for you when you're when you're doing a reading for somebody? Is every reading is different. Is that was that a, a correct thing to assume? Basically,
0: mm-hmm. it is interesting though. Sometimes you'll notice a theme running through the collective, and so you know I'll sit down and do three or four readings in a row, and they'll all kind of have the same sort of message or energy intertwined with it. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And those ones I'll usually then get on Instagram, like share a post. Cause I'm like, all right, clearly, you know, everybody's kind of needing this message right now, but yeah, otherwise they're all different. All the readings
1: Very tailored to the individual. Typically that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. How does Tara work for you as far as do you have an intuition or some kind of, is there any input to you from like, say spirit or something like that? Mm-hmm that kind of guides where you're going with a reading, that type of thing?
0: Yeah, so usually when I sit down with a reading, I do have, you know, they're called spreads, which is just essentially like specific questions or card placements with specific questions that you're asking. So I do have those, or if somebody has a very specific question, I usually sit down and write down the questions that I'm going to pull the cards on. And then, yeah, when I read, I do read with the traditional card meanings because each card has their own meaning no matter which deck you're reading from. Uh, But then I also listen to my intuition as well. And a lot of the time once I start talking (laughs) and I get kind of in that zone, um, I'll get different feelings or I'll see different images or I really like cards that have a lot of different like artwork and symbolism on them because no matter how many times I pull, you know, maybe the four of swords from, because I have one deck in particular that I pretty much always read for clients. It's like no matter how many times I pull that same card, a different image on that card might really stand out. And that symbolism is special specific for that person's message. So it's, it's a mix of, you know, the traditional meanings as well as intuition.
1: Very interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you've been, tarot has been something that you've been involved in for even longer than practicing witchcraft, right?
0: Yeah. When I was 13, my friend and I went into a Spencer's gifts in the mall. Ah, okay. (laughs) Good old censors, And at the time, we'd heard, and this is a complete myth, that you are not allowed to buy your own tarot deck, that you have to be gifted a tarot deck, which... That's not true at all, right. but we didn't know that at the time, so we literally bought the same deck, and then we walked out of the store and just swapped them like with each other, and I brought it to middle school and was trying to do tarot readings in the hallway and got in trouble at school, and was told, do not bring this back. Wow. <laughs> you are not allowed to do this at school. I'm like, okay. So, for years, I pretty much just read for myself. I mean, that was a huge part of my of something that kept me somewhat grounded, because around 14 until my early 20s was rough, Um, and tarot was pretty much one of the only things that kept me, you know, that helped give me guidance and feel supported, and yeah, and then I started finally reading for people. (laughs) I would read occasionally for, um, like, family members or friends, and then I was like, I need to just start reading for people, and I did, and it's gone very well, so.
1: Great. So it's been, yeah, over 20 years, really, you've been doing it, right? Something like that.
0: Yeah, I've been reading uh, professionally for others for about five years, but oh, cool.
1: yeah,
0: well over 20 years for myself. So. Excellent.
1: Why did the school say mm-hmm. you couldn't have the tarot cards with you at school? Is it like a religious thing? Or are they're they like, oh, no, that's like magic. You can't do that at school.
0: Probably, kind of I would think. I, I don't really remember if they said specifically why. And I feel like I probably did ask why, because I always... confronted authority Um, when I was told you know something I'd always be like well why (laughs) so I'm sure I did ask why but I don't really remember that conversation I just remember being told don't bring these back
1: you can't do this here sure it wasn't part of the like satanic panic days I think it was like after that (laughs) yeah it was after that (laughs) the next thing I want to ask you about is paranormal investigating obviously that's a big thing with you and that was really my introduction to you was the doll Betty Mm -hmm you know, via, yeah. via Amanda. So Betty. <laughs> yeah, Betty, <laughs> still home with Josh and Tamara. I believe it hasn't, yep. she hasn't moved still on. Still not
0: from welcome at my house.
1: No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Glad she seems
0: that. to have found her permanent home with Josh and Tamara because she will not be living here. She's so. not
1: welcome back.
0: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> now, how did you get into How'd you get interested in kind of ghosts and the paranormal and all that?
0: Ghosts? Were my first love, (laughs) my dad would tell me scary stories and ghost stories and stuff when I was a little kid, and then I saw my first ghost when I was around six or seven, and I remember too, when I saw it, I didn't, it was at my grandma's house, which I then found out was haunted, I didn't know at the time, and I saw this whole shadow apparition (laughs) walk past me, and it stopped in front of the window, and it like turned, and I got the sense that it was like, she can see me. And it, I could tell that it turned, and then it just disappeared as soon as it, like, realized that I saw it and was looking at it. And I didn't freak out or anything, and I just sat there, and I waited for my aunt to come back into the room, and I was like, I just saw this. And she was like, well, we've been trying to keep it from you because we didn't want to scare you, but, you know, everybody's seen that in this house is haunted. Pretty much from then on, yeah, I have been obsessed with ghosts and the paranormal, and I remember going to the library because I am old and we didn't have the internet until I was like in high same. school. Yeah, same, same, same. <laughs> so we had to go to the library.
1: Remember <laughs> encyclopedias? That was yes!
0: <laughs> If you wanted to learn something more, we didn't it's have Google. Underwear. You had to get out the damn encyclopedia. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you had to work for your. You really back did day. back
1: then. You yeah, really did. But- yeah.
0: I feel like that goes to show how into this topic I actually was. Cause I put in some effort to learn some things, but yeah, I mean, I would just read everything that I possibly could. And so, yeah, I've just always been in love with ghosts.
1: What do you find the most interesting about the paranormal and ghosts and stuff like that? What's, mm. what really sucks you in and has you go, I love this. You know, what gets you, yeah. what gets you in, in that, in that respect? I think
0: it's just the whole, you know, what happens after you die kind of thing. I've actually never been somebody that's been afraid of death. Like I've always, my biggest fear with death is I just don't want it to hurt. (laughs) And, you know, I don't want people that I love to be sad, but I've never actually been afraid of like what happens when we die, like scared of it. I've just been more like what happens after we die. And so I think that that's kind of part of it is like, well, what are ghosts of it? You know, part of our thoughts, part of our consciousness. Is it our souls? What are our souls? And it's just, it gets my wheels spinning and there's so many different, I feel like my ideas. you know, if you ask me every year, what is a ghost? (laughs) My opinions on it seem to like change or go back to original thoughts and it's just such a interesting topic. And it's so timeless too. It's not something that's, you know, new. It goes back to, I mean, as long as there's been humans, there's been ghost stories. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And what do you think, I mean, like you said, your idea of maybe of what a ghost is changes. Is -hmm. that because, I mean, we're constantly also getting new input from people, from friends, from peers, from whatever saying, well, you know, this is, this is my opinion of what it is, what I experienced in this one case. And it's very, it's a very broad umbrella to say ghost. Mm -hmm. And what is a ghost?
0: Oh yeah. And like, what is a haunting? Yeah. For sure.
1: Because what what are some examples you think of what can cause a haunting? Oh, Lord. Um,
0: <laughs> so many things. You know, there is the, the when something traumatic happens, somebody dies in a traumatic way, and then that can create a haunting. But then that's one of those. Is it just an energy imprint of that event? Or is there a part of, you know, if you do die suddenly and tragically, is part of your consciousness, like stuck or confused in that space,
2: yeah.
0: you know, is a haunting just our own thoughts. I've often wondered, can we haunt ourselves even <laughs> you know, like there's so many, this is why I love this topic. Cause there's so many like rabbit holes that you can go into. Cause then if you think about time travel and time, isn't actually linear, it's a cycle back on themselves. So maybe that ghost I saw when I was seven was actually, you know, me or something. It's there's so many different types of hauntings or there's you know the egregore of where people focus their energy on a story. Like and that's why I think a lot of these before we started recording, we were talking about these kind of more famous haunted places. Right. It's are they actually haunted or have just these ghost stories about this place been shared so many times and so many people are putting their thoughts and their energy into that story at that location that then we kind of create a ghost and create a haunting, um, with our own minds. So that's interesting to think about the whole, you know, mental aspect to us creating the haunting.
1: Yeah. Like creating a manifestation in some ways or mm-hmm. our thoughts literally t- or, yeah. you know, our energies and all yeah, that literally taking form. form. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. incredible. I mean, there's yeah. so, there's so much to it. I mean, it's a lifetime worth of research to really oh, yeah. look at all this stuff mm-hmm. easily Yeah, history and hauntings Mm -hmm. how do you feel about that is the history also something that's fairly important to you see investigating someplace
0: yeah and i think that's one of the reasons i love going on investigations is because i love kind of stepping back into history or stepping into i mean i like going to more modern places like people's residences when i used to be part of a group and investigate but i really do love the history element of it and i think ghost stories and ghosts go hand in hand with history. And I think too, when you learn about a potential ghost or a spirit and you can learn their true story, you know, you're keeping that person, you're keeping a piece of history alive and you're, sure. you know, it's this whole other element to history.
1: As far as practicing witchcraft and doing paranormal investigations, mm-hmm. do you, are you able to use some elements from practicing with doing investigations? Did they kind of complement each other in some ways? Oh
0: yeah. First and foremost, I do a lot of like protection magic and stuff, so I think that that comes in handy yeah, uh protection yeah. and cleansing. So I'm pretty much that protection and cleansing is part of my just everyday. I'm always protecting and cleansing my energy and stuff. So yeah, that's come in handy. I mean, there's been a few investigations where I felt like uh Spirit or an energy was just getting a little too close for my liking, and so I, you know, stepped out of the room and did some energy work on myself to kind of clear that energy or strengthen my aura, so that's definitely a way, and then also with being a tarot reader and really tapping into my intuition that way, that has really helped me as well to connect to the energies at these places and also just really being in nature and like feeling the different energies in nature when I'm doing spell work and feeling these different energies. It's helped me to kind of feel different energies at different locations also. So it it all kind of just really overlaps and intertwines.
1: Yeah. It's all kind of tied together in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, what's next? What do you have coming up that you might like to mention? You know, any investigations or Mm -hmm. kind of projects you're getting involved in or anything like that?
0: I'm working on a project that is secret right now, but hopefully I will be able to (laughs) share about it soon. I do have a lot of investigations coming up this summer, which I'm looking forward to. And then also I just recently joined the um, Tri-C Ghost Hunters here in Ohio. They do a lot of residential cases, They're also the official ghost hunters for Mansfield Reformatory, the prison. Um, So they're the ones that help put on the investigations and everything there. So I just joined with them. So I haven't even gone out on an investigation with them yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes.
1: Therese, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. I really appreciate it. Thank
0: you. Thank you. You're always fun to chat with.
1: And that is a wrap on this very magical episode. Time for me to hop on my broom and fly away into the moonset. God, I know, I know. Yeah, perpetuating these stereotypes of that classic cartoon and TV show and movie, which I am so sorry I can't help it. I will say this: listening to Charisse talk about how she uses witchcraft in practical and beneficial ways really led me to starting to think about learning more about how I could personally use witchcraft in my personal life. And uh, I will say, yes, I did buy a spell book right after I talked to Sharice. I ordered one. Anyway, I'll keep you posted on where that takes me. You know, it might end up something like this. If you leave the Bobcast a bad review on some kind of podcast listening app or something like that, you might wake up a toad. I don't know, maybe, or a frog or something like that. So you better make sure you leave me a good review in the future here. And that was the last joke. I promise. I'm so sorry. I should not be joking all throughout this, because honestly, I do have nothing but respect for people who practice witchcraft, because I think it might be very effective for people that use it. In fact, I think it's a really great thing, a really good thing in so many ways. So nothing but respect. Honestly, I had to get those jokes in because I am an idiot. Yes, I am. There you have it. So thank you so much to Sharice Williams for taking the time to talk to me all about the wonderful and amazing things that we talked about in this episode. If you'd like to know more about Sharice Williams, just go to ShariceWilliams.com. Sharice is spelled C-H-E-R-I-S-E, Williams, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S, ShariceWilliams.com. There you'll have access to all things Sharice Williams. She does a lot of really cool stuff, so check it out. A link to her webpage will be on the Bobcast website And where is that Bobcast website? Very easy. It's IWantAPartyWithBob.com. Well, thanks so much also to the band Mother Witch and Deadwater Ghosts. And by the way, Deadwater Ghost, as far as I can tell, refers to a type of like water spirit or sprite or nymph or siren like the sirens from Greek mythology. It's a Slavic thing. Where the dead water ghosts, it kind of refers to some of these spirits were supposedly the ghosts of young women or children. And they, yes, they would lure people into water to kill them. Some of those spirits were bad. Some were good. But I do believe that's what dead water ghosts refers to. So very interesting. Yes. Thanks so much to Plan 9 Alehouse for that very mystical and magical beer of the episode. And definitely, as always, thank you for listening. Please remember, to subscribe, rate, and review the Bobcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please consider joining my Patreon for exclusive and bonus content, plus a streamlined version of this episode. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash Bob. Sign up for any tier. It starts at a dollar a month. You get all kinds of great stuff, including some new merch that you'll get for free if you sign up for one of the higher tiers. It's spellbinding. I know. Yes, it is. And I have a bunch of new stuff: uh, new glow-in-the-dark T-shirts and mugs and some other stuff. So awesome! I will leave you with a quote from the story or the book, "The Witches" by Roald Dahl. For all you know, a witch may be living next door to you right now, and that is a very good and great thing. I think. Thank you so much for listening to the "I Want to Party with Bob" Bobcast.